ladies and gentlemen thank you for tuning in to another episode i'm your host steven g gaxiola and you are listening to the raider and the saint podcast Once again, I want to thank all my listeners from around the world that tune in every week to the Raider State Podcast. I appreciate you guys so much, man. This is episode 170, and I have no guests today. Uh, we got a big storm coming, uh, hurricane or tropical storm. It's a hurricane right now. It's going to be a tropical storm. They're calling it a... Uh, Hurricane Hillary. It should be setting down. It's Saturday. What is it? Saturday, August 19th. So it should be settling in tonight. It looks like it's coming in pretty quick. It's starting to get windy over here in Fullerton, California. So uh, no guests. I didn't get a guest today. I do have one scheduled for next week. Going to start switching some things up since uh, this contract. We're about to be voting and the counts coming this Tuesday. August 22nd, so going to start switching some things up, going to start pushing away from the contract uh, if it gets pushed push through. Uh, if it does it, you know, obviously I'll go I'll go back and, and, and try to stay on top of things. But I wanted to come in and, and do this show because uh, we got to vote. We got to vote. We got to vote. All right. There's a lot of rumors going around. Only 35% have voted. I don't know how are they getting these numbers. I mean, who's so somebody's in charge of the computer and looking at everyone who's voting and then leaking it out to sources uh, on the Internet and saying uh, 35% and all the all this stuff. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I guess we'll find out when when the when the count happens on Tuesday but I've been listening to both sides I listen to both sides I, I listen to the vote no's I listen to the vote yes and I've seen a lot of um, different numbers and right now the main thing is the pension people are talking about how Mark Mark Davison and Everybody from the West bowed down to O'Brien, and 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 O'Brien took a lot from the pension for the his pension failed pensions in the past. Uh, up north, they got they they got a good pension increase, and over here in Orange County, 
LA County, you know, we got we got reamed, we got raped. So that's been what's been going on with the, the pension. Obviously, there's other things, but I think we wanted to focus on the pension. And today, I ha- I was able or offered to go and help out. Well, just you know, help out with the audio part as far as going live on IG uh, with Off the Clop Shop Talk. If you guys listen to the show regularly, you know that uh, Erica Mendez, Secretary Treasurer, was on my show a couple weeks ago with uh, business agent John Antolin. John Antolin and uh, Hugo and, and Sabas, if you guys are familiar with our local, Local 952, they uh, have their own show called Off the Clock Shop Talk, where they talk strictly about union, uh, labor, and, and as such. So they get people from different crafts and interview them. Uh, they're growing. And it's uh, so they, they asked me if I could come in and help. So I, I you know, said, sure, no problem. So I shot down there and they were supposed to have a debate. Okay. Uh, not a, I wouldn't even call it a debate. I know people are calling it a debate. It's not a debate. No one's running for a presidential campaign. It's. It's just a discussion, you know, clearing up, clearing up rumors and, and and explaining the contract is not a debate. How are you going to debate someone if, if they were there negotiating? They're going, well, this is what we negotiated. But you're saying that I didn't negotiate that. I don't see that as a debate and I don't see there as a reason to be a moderator. There's no debate. How That's like someone uh, like when I go buy a car and I'm at the financial department and i start i go hey, i want to debate this this finance i think you i think you did it wrong you know I, and i want to get a moderator debate what, what, what's going on and it's not a debate here's the numbers here's the numbers boom the only thing you could probably try to change or argue would be uh, the interest rate you're paying but I didn't see it being a debate. I think it's more of a asking questions and get letting him get a chance to answer. And there was plenty of opportunities for people to do that. And the fact that people didn't and they ignored this opportunity uh, really shows that what type of meaning they had behind all these allegations. And so, yeah, when I was offered to go, I'm going to go. I want to hear what Mark Mark Davidson has to say. You know, I want to I, I want to hear, you know, somebody sends a message or calls in. Uh, so I don't I don't understand. Everyone had the opportunity. But when they get a chance, they go online, they post blogs, they go on all these socialist uh, websites and, and YouTube channels and and express their woos and wows, woo me, woo how, and you guys had an opportunity. You guys had an opportunity. Don't, don't, it's always excuses. Oh, you know, they're going to beat me up. I'm scared. Like, come on, dude. Stand on your own two feet, be a man, and show up. Listen, I didn't vote. I didn't vote for the Jimenez, for Jimenez crew. Okay. But over time, I've had matured as a podcaster and a human being to be able to say, okay, it's hurting my local. If I turn around and just 
have different people come in and express their, you know, uh, their their beef with with the local. And I understand everyone has their opinion. Everyone's entitled to that. But my show wasn't going to head in that direction. Okay, I got to support these guys. I want I want these guys to do good. And we should all want that for them, regardless is how we feel about them. We've known them for so many years. They've done this and then that. He who has sent has not sent cast the first stone. Right. Everybody makes mistakes. So, yeah, I jetted down there. I wanted to hear the interview. I wanted to help him out. I want to hear a side from someone who was there at the negotiation. He has every right. He has every right to express uh, what he's been through. Mark Davison, Teamsters VP of the West. Okay, so I do have the audio clip. I'll be playing it shortly. So it was uh, on Instagram Live. I was able to pull the audio. And so I'm going to listen it with you guys. Because I didn't get a chance to really focus because I was focused on doing the audio and and doing uh, production on, on the show. So once again, I want to thank uh, Off the Clock Shop Talk for inviting me. Uh, but I want I want to I think this deserves to be put out there. Just as much as everyone's putting blogs and you got articles and all these people doing articles like they've been UPSers for twenty five years and all it all it is is just. People just trying to find a way to to put content out there and to put journalism out there. And I need something to talk about. I mean, who's this Tom Hall guy? Is he even a uh, a UPSer dude? He's just re- someone. Whoever it is, someone uh, is telling him these things, and he writes it pretty clean. What is that? Let me go. What is this website? Uh, let me see. Who's this stupid ass? Uh, what's the titled all out propaganda blitz by teamsters bureaucrats and final days of UPS boat. It smells like a, a smells and looks like a smear campaign to me, dude. Tom Hall. Who's Tom Hall? Let's see. See if we could find him on Google. Tom Hall. See if he's a UPS or Tom Hall. Tom Holland. No, it's not Tom Holland. It's not Spider-Man. No, he's not a game designer. I, I can't even find this guy. Who is this guy? Oh, look at this dude. Is that him? Oh, let's check, click on it. No, this is a game designer. See, he's not even... He's a nobody, dog. Oh, excuse my language. No. Let's type in... What's the article? Yeah, give me a couple minutes. We'll um, we'll get to this shortly. I want to really see who Tom Hall, World Socialist website, World Socialist website. doesn't really talk about him dude he's probably not even a real person yeah look at these are all his articles I wonder if it's just his his own website 
This guy really just, it's all fucking negative, dude. Huh. Well, anyways, I can't find this guy. I don't know who the fuck he is, dude, but I don't know where he, get somebody's, uh, you know, he's just basically regurgitating what people are telling him to say, and he's real fancy with this writing. That's what I get from it. Because I do read them. I listen to both sides. I mean, I think that's important, right? L listen to other sides. and uh, But at the end of the day, uh, we have to look at our elected officials. Okay? One thing I want to say before this segment get next segment gets started is everybody that works in the, in the locals uh, as BAs and I haven't heard them say this. If if they have had said it, then cool. But a lot of these guys that are that are elected BAs or, or, or secretary treasurers, you know, they these guys are UPSers too. They're on the same. If they're elected officials, if if they have an election and they get booted, uh, they go back to driving. They go back to the same contract that that we have. And they have to vote, too. They're voting, too. So to say that these guys are selling out, they sold out, what they got the same fucking contract as us. They they got to vote, too. Well, I know BAs vote, but I don't, I don't know about Secretary Treasury. Maybe, maybe too. Maybe I should ask that question, but I'm sure they would have to because if they get uh, elected out, they go back to driving or Mark Davis is a, was a combo. So they, they would go back and they would be a part of that contract. So I think right here with, with what's about to happen right now, he's going to explain the pension and why some pensions are more than others. I was looking it over a little bit. So when this comes on, I'm going to listen to it with you guys. And so afterwards, we'll have a, a brief discussion. And then uh, we'll you guys decide for yourself. You know, but I think it's important that... We don't sit there and go, I'm not listening to that garbage, but I'm going to listen to the fucking Tom Hall guy and social socialist website, dude. And like, he's fucking the, the main dude. I mean, it's, it's just, it bewilders me that what's going on. So without further ado, let's hear Mark Davison. He's coming up. Mark Davison, Teamsters, Vice President of the West. This is him on Off the Clock Shop Talk today. Absolutely. No. Uh, well, first and foremost, uh, thanks for inviting me to this discussion. I, I greatly appreciate that. You know, it's, it's important, the volunteer work that you and your uh, fellow Teamsters do to ensure that, you know, our members are educated, you know, on this, on this historic contract. And I know you folks do ongoing education on your podcast and you take a lot of personal time, uh, uh away from your families to do it. So thank you very much. And, uh, look, we're in the final stretch of getting out the vote. Um, ballots are going to be counted on August 22nd this week. And for anybody who hasn't voted, uh, the balloting has never been easier. And if you didn't get a ballot, uh, you can get recredentialed, you know, by your local union, uh, within a matter of minutes. 
And that process ends at 5 p.m. Pacific time on the 21st. So reach out to your local union uh, representatives and local on Monday, and you'll still be able to, to cast your ballot. Look, the, the, the deal is our members deserve accurate information. Okay. Now, there may be folks, and there will certainly be folks because it is a democratic process that have a specific issue with the contract and it's their truth. It's a specific item in the contract that they take issue with and they, as long as they're armed with the truth, that decision that they make is theirs. That decision is to be respected. It will always be respected uh, by myself and by Sean and Fred and everybody else uh, in the Teamsters leadership. Um, the big issue that we have, though, and with what is not to be respected and is not deserving of respect is the misinformation and just bold face false information that's being published uh you know specifically the big issues uh that are being uh, published uh are false information and attacks on our members health care and pensions look what happened and what started with it is with folks that have an agenda that's other than for the teamster membership that our pensions were going to be frozen under this new contract. All of that was uh, rebutted. We got, you know, the chair of the pension fund, Chuck Mack, involved, put out education materials over the pension. We had a webinar, a Western Region webinar over all of that. Um, those, uh, the video for that is all still available on Facebook and, and the other IBT social media platforms. And when we rebutted the fact that people were saying, we weren't going to have any more contributions to our pension. Then they went after, well, we're not going to have any future increases to our pension. And when that didn't work, then they went after and said, well, we could have had more pension money, but those pension monies are going to other areas. And so it's just this constant pivot of false information about the contract. And the, the deal is pretty straightforward. Nobody, and we're talking, this is a Western region call here, nobody, uh, nobody is getting anything different in our contract. Article 34 applies to the, to the, with the dollar an hour and how that works throughout the United States for those areas covered in the Taft-Hartley plans. Um, they, uh, that formula is the same for all of us, okay? The one thing that is different is, uh, uh, from the dollar, is you have 50 cents to healthcare and pension, that's that's hard money. So if your healthcare goes up 25 cents, you can send 25 cents to pension. The balance of that amount of money is only there if we have an emergency and need it, okay? So some folks may say, hey, look, that's wrong. We got an extra 50 cents in hard money over the life of the previous contract each year. That's correct, that did happen. However, what's different about this is our pension is strong, our members are growing their pensions, our pensions are gonna continue to grow uh, in the Western region at astronomical amounts of money. I mean, a full-time Teamster in the West averages almost $300 a month for each year's service. So in just the next five years, gonna have a pension increase of over $1,500 a month for the rest of their life, okay? The other 50 cents, which we've addressed, and I'm going to address it again, went to wages, okay? 
Now, that has been explained before. Now folks are saying, well, no, our money is going to Sean O'Brien's pension fund in New England, okay? And that's one of the uh, blatant lies on the Internet. If you go to and they say, hey, look, Sean's getting an extra $4.95 an hour into his pension fund under this contract. If you go to the Teamster website, teamster.org, and you go to the package division and you look at the current contracts from 2018 to 2023, the current contracts, and you look up the New England contract, you will see when you go to that contract, Article 69, Section 1 on page 243, okay, you will see that last year in 2022, under the old contract, they received a final increase to their pension of $4.95, okay? That comes from the previous contract. It has nothing to do with the current contract negotiations. And so when that is explained to people and people can find this information, I hope that will alleviate some folks' concerns. It's a fact. The only thing that you'll see in the contract in the new documents and I'll explain some other areas of the country that are where there are folks spreading misinformation, is that it was housekeeping. They're updating all the relevant dates and amounts in their contract. And if you look at the old contract, you're going to see that in the, in the New England contract. So th- I hope that helps uh, folks uh, get some clarity on that issue. There is no additional $4.95 to New England in this contract. We didn't spend our money that way. Our money went to a wage diversion to provide these massive wage increases across the United States, which was a number one priority of our members to put more more money in our pocket. We can talk about my own fund. Yeah, I was going to ask you, do you want to address that? I know that that was one of the the questions that I had gotten off off of, uh, you know, certain Facebook posts in regard to the Southwest uh, subsidizing the you know, the North. Okay. So, yeah. So, you know, one of those questions is about the dollar 66 an hour, just as an example in my own contract, which is the joint council 37 contract, there's a dollar 66 an hour reflected in the document. And it shows that over the life of the contract, the 18 to 2023 contract, that as of August 1st of 2022, which is housekeeping for the contract. So we can track our rates that over the course of the five years, our pension went up a dollar sixty-six per hour. And at the end of that contract, it's at $13.84 per hour. Every year, which is the same thing we'll be doing under this contract, the health and welfare trustees meet in Oregon, they meet in Washington, they meet in Utah, throughout the areas where we have our plans, and what they don't spend in healthcare, they put to the pension. Now, it doesn't show those increases each year of the contract in the actual document because those we don't know what that's going to be over the life of those contracts. And so under the previous agreement, that was simply nothing more than housekeeping. In fact, actually, if you're keeping track, right, if somebody's keeping track, the Southwest actually got $2 in their pension over the term of the 2018 to 2023 contract. I got $1.66. Now, why did I get a dollar sixty-six? We spend our money a little bit differently because we have a different uh, different uh, retirees. One of the other questions that came up is, well, Mark Davison has got uh, an extra seventy cents to what's called a healthcare 
reimbursement account. Well, our dollar that we received August 1st of 2022, we didn't spend the entire dollar because our healthcare didn't go up in 20, uh, 2022. We didn't have a healthcare increase. So we sent 30 cents to our retirees fund, which is called our UPS retiree subsidy fund. And then we saved our 70 cents because we were going into contract negotiations and our members asked us to be able to put aside additional monies into a savings account for healthcare that they could use for their deductibles or co-pays and so forth. So we saved that money for a few months after it was available to us. We went into negotiations. The company agreed to establish this new healthcare reimbursement account. And we used 70 cents from the dollar of August 1st of 2022. Now, that's what these plans do. That 70 cents isn't a give me uh, to uh, Mark Davison or Joint Council 37. That is money from the last contract that we used because we wisely managed our plans and we had some extra money that we could spend in different ways. And we chose to spend it by creating that new HRA. The retiree subsidy fund, that's also on the uh, on these uh, uh, misinformation saying, I got an extra $2.50 to my UPS retiree subsidy fund. Absolutely, that is not correct. That $2.50 is what represents money that we've diverted to that fund when we created it in 2018. And some of that two fifty came from the contract before that contract from the 2013 and 2018 contract when we created the subsidy fund, just like we did the HRA. That is simply housekeeping to reflect how much money we've diverted from over the course of two separate contracts to reflect in the contract how much money is. So people know how much money is being spent on these benefits. We did not get any additional money. We have no more money. None of the joint councils have any additional money out west here for any of these plans, any of this stuff, um, uh, beyond what the Southwest is getting. I don't know. Hopefully that explains that. Well, I, I, yeah, I think that clears up a lot of questions. And I know some some people, whether you, I mean, I think we can talk till we're blue in the face about some of this stuff. They, it's just, uh, it's a lot to, to take in. You know, it's a lot to, uh, to understand. Um, it's really easy to twist what what's actually going on it's it's really easy to kind of give people misinformation and say well look here it says right here they're getting more money i mean article 34 is fairly clear like we all got the dollar um 50 cents was available to those that have struggling pensions right um and i I should say 50 cents was afforded to those that don't have struggling pensions and the whole dollar was available to those that that do Um, but that being said, I mean, I, I just, uh, I appreciate you at least answering some, some questions. We can see if there's any questions uh, on IG Live. Uh, there was one, people are interested in what uh, recredentialing is. Um, what exactly is recredentialing? How, uh, you know, there, people are asking if, if it's a mail ballot or how, how do they do that? Okay, so a couple things. So if you if you got your ballot, you lost it, you can't find it uh, uh, on recredentialing or, or you just never received it, right? Maybe you had your, a bad address. Most of the members we're coming across that need another ballot, it's because their address is bad. And 
Um, you contact the recredentialing. It's it's as easy as contacting the hall, saying, "Hey, I need to be recredentialed," which means you need another ballot. They they go into uh, the system uh, for ballot point. They put in your your name, your information. It pops up in, in, from the the IBT. Uh, uh, they, they've got the information, you know, from ballot point on who received ballots and they get that information and they literally ask you, do you want to have it sent to you via text message or do you want to have it sent to you via email? And if you have it sent to your cell phone, literally after the recredentialer clicks a button, they literally have their ballot within two minutes. And I think that that is what. I mean, that's the part that just, it troubles me so much. There are so many members, right, um, that are still casting their ballots and they can get recredentialed and they can get this information. And I just, it just, it's just, it really hurt. It, 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 it just, it really makes me uh, feel bad uh, about the process in terms of how, how, We've got to make sure people have factual information because people people can they can be getting the recredentialing right up till five p.m. Pacific time on Monday, and all this misinformation is going out from folks, and um, it's just wrong to, uh, to say the least. I hope that answered the question about the recredentialing. It's a very simple process. You don't have your ballot, call, get it. You'll get it within a couple of minutes via text message. Okay. Um, let's see here. Give me a second. Oh, that's, I mean, we got one guy asking, uh, a friend of the show, um, asking what, can you explain the difference between the supplement and the riders? So the, the Western Come on, supplement bro. How do you not know is that? primarily comprised of issues that impact all of the 34 local unions in the West. So, uh, workday, work week. Um, you know, Monday through Friday, Tuesday through Saturday, having that defined in the in the overall Western supplement. The grievance procedure, something that impacts everybody, applies to the overall Western supplement. Uh, there's those types of terms, uh, the probation period for when somebody goes full time, the basic overall reaching things that affect everybody in the Western supplement are in the Western supplement in your rider. It's more specific to your local, local. conditions. Cause you know, when they created these, this national master and these supplements back when they became the national master in 1979, you had all these different areas with all these different practices. Uh, one city got, so many weeks of vacation after so many weeks of service another city got so many weeks and they banded these folks together in in area riders and so you have uh the southwest rider uh the joint council 37 rider joint council three joint council 28 hawaii which obviously they're pretty far out there right yeah alaska um and it has all of your local stuff i i call it the goodies it's you know your vacations how your how your premium pay is paid when you work a holiday or when you come in on a scheduled day off, uh, all of those to how your seniority is applied to specific issues, um, how promotions are handled because promotions can be handled in a lot of different ways in a lot of different areas uh, based on that. And, um, I hope that answers uh, that question. You know, I I, I want to say something that was pretty cool that happened today. When you know, uh, going out into the community and doing good things. So this morning, one of my package car drivers, his name's Brooks Lyle, 
he was made the grand marshal of the Multnomah Days Parade. Portland is in, in what's called Multnomah County. And they had this big parade, and he was the grand marshal of the parade, and they honored him and did this whole uh, deal where talked about that he was a central worker taking care of um, his community and all of his customers came out. There was thousands of people actually there at this parade and he was just a good face and a good example of a teamster doing good things in our community. And really that's what it's supposed to be all about is, is, you know, we bargain and negotiate a contract. We enforce it. Our members work under it. But at the end of the day, they also have, you know, there's a big tie that binds us and, and it's doing good things in our community. And so I just wanted to mention that because, you know, we talk about, you know, dismiss, you know, things about people spreading bad information and so on. And it's just really cool that when something like this happens. Another thing I wanted to mention, I wanted to give a shout out. Um, uh, one is that tragedy over in Maui. There are hundreds of Teamsters and their families impacted by that. And Joint Prayers Council 42, I wanted to give a shout out to Joint Council 42. They have organized a significant uh, relief effort, the Teamsters. That's led by International Vice President Chris Griswold out of Joint Council 42. He's, he's the uh, new president of Joint Council 42. And they're really big on doing charitable work in Joint Council 42. Uh, that's something they've always done, even under the leadership of Randy Kamak previously before he retired from that position. And if anybody needs any information on how they can help. So they organized uh, Teamsters, uh, Big Five Sporting Goods is a contract for the distribution center. It's a Teamster contract. They got donations from that company, put them on airplanes. United Airlines uh, donated these planes. And uh, now they're in palace of camping equipment and everything that these folks need. So it's just something good about Teamsters that we can feel good about. And if you don't know about it, uh, how we can help on, on the Teamster.org website, there is information where folks can make donations uh, on a personal level to, to assist uh, the Teamsters in Maui. And so these things kind of all bring it back to reality about, you know, wow, there's, we've got some things uh, going on around us. And uh, so if anybody can do that, I know, I know local unions are stepping up and making donations uh, to assist those uh, brothers and sisters in Maui. Mark. Real quick, so I, I got yep. I got one last question that came off IG, and I know we touched okay. it a little bit already, um, but the the fifty cents in regard to the fifty cents, right? We, yes, I know we touched it already, but um, someone's asking, and, and they they would like you to explain. And I think there is some miscommunication about this. They said the fifty cents, we said went into wages, um, so the wages are the same across the board, but those including those locals that got the access to the whole dollar, right? So okay. the way it, it, it has been and the way I have been explaining it, I, I don't know you know, if you can clear it up a little bit, but th that 50 cents is still available to us if our pension decides to take a shit. Yes, it is available, and but you know, it's, it's not gonna be an, uh, an issue in the West because our plan, is, our plan is fantastically funded. I mean, we're taken care of. Uh, it's just, we have a world-class plan. So, you know, I don't want anybody to think that I'm going to tell them that, yeah, we're going to end up needing any of that money. I, I'm a trustee on the Western Conference of Teamsters Pension Trust. Uh, I'm a newer trustee, but I do know from 
whether I'm a trustee or not, everything I track as a leader in the West on the pension, we're not going to need any of that money. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's, and that's really where that money becomes available, became available for the wages because we knew the Teamster pension plans, um, have just been, you know, it's, uh, separate from just what we've done in the West. You know, you had all that legislation that resolved issues around the country for tens of thousands of Teamsters that were in funds that had issues. Yeah. So, well, we appreciate you, Mark. Um, I, there, there was uh, another question in regard to sec- security of, of the ballots and, and voting. I, I, I personally don't think that's a question that you could even really answer. It'd be more of a question for, for ballot point, but um, I don't know if you want to touch on it. No, I mean, I don't know all the details about how all that works. I've got, I'm, I'm busy, you know, bargaining contracts and, and uh, fighting employers on behalf of my members. But I do know that Ballot Point is a well-respected company that has the experience to get this done in a, you know, transparent and, um, uh, what's the word, safe and secure in a safe and secure. Nobody, you know, nobody in my office or my local or your local can go look in the computer and see how somebody voted or anything else like that. That's all handled by a separate secure system with a company called, like I said, it's called Ballot Point. All right. Well, Mark, look, I, I just want to say thank you. We appreciate you for getting on. Um, sorry for the technical difficulties and the delay um, to everybody out there. We, you know, it's the first time, like I said, we've tried to do this live. Um, it will be better next time. It was a, a learning experience for all of us. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's been fun. But thank you for taking the time out of your day to answer some of the tough questions. Um, I, I hope that everybody is is kind of calmed down. You know, now that we, you they have some answers, whether they understand the answers or not, I I, I get that it is there is, probably not a, a lot to chew on there, right? I mean that you have uh, funds from previous contracts funds that you know that maybe didn't go to to medical that ended up you end up using so you're doing housekeeping within the new contract to to reflect those funds um and there's a lot there but we appreciate you taking the time getting on um for for honestly for not cowering um i appreciate that for for being a man stepping up wonder why nobody wanted to step up as a leader um to address some of the tough questions Look, this, I'm going to just, I, I, I just can't help myself. i got to say something. This, and, you know, when I was hired and then I was elected over the last, I've been reelected eight times in my local, I was told by my mentor, who's retired and still retired, this, you know, this is not a game, what we are engaging in. This is members' livelihoods. It's the families of those members that, re- that rely upon those members Preach. to to uh, produce, you know, from their labor, their wages, their pensions, and all of that. Mm-hmm. We can have honest disagreements, okay, over an issue. You know what? I don't like the fact that this is two dollars and fifty cents, and I think it is, or two seventy five in the first year, and I think it should be three dollars and fifty cents. The National Negotiating Committee would respectfully disagree because we believe that we got all the juice out of the orange, right? Yeah. But we can respectfully have that disagreement. Shake hands, walk away. Tomorrow, I need I need that member to help me because I got a problem, or he needs me to help. His, he or she needs me to go and help their family 
or whatever the case may be, we walk out and we got to walk out united. So this is not a game. I take it seriously. Everybody I've worked with takes this very seriously. And we appreciate you having, uh, uh, I know our members appreciate this. I had a lot of members that, uh, saw the Facebook post saying, wow, that's great. You're going to get on there. They, because it, it, it concerns them. We had more people than ever turn out to our meetings and it was all about false information that brought them there. Yeah. It's not a game. This is not fear factor. This is reality of what we've got to do for our members. So thank you for what you're doing. We have fully, uh, the national negotiating committee fully recommends this contract and uh, ask for the members to consider that recommendation when making their final determination. And look, my local union, 503-257-0162. I'm available. If somebody calls me, you might have to leave me a voicemail message. But if you've got a concern and you think you're getting false information, give me a call. Don't run out on the internet, post something. Give me a call. Thank you very much. Thanks, Mark. We appreciate you. You got it. Thank you, brother. We'll talk to you later. Take care. Bye. And those of you guys on Instagram live still, um, we appreciate you guys for tuning in. Like I said, we, we apologize for the delay and then for <laughs> watching us scramble around a little bit. Um, first time we've done it live. Um, These are going to become more frequent too. So be ready for that. Yeah. And I'm sorry that I wasn't in frame, guys. <laughs> yeah, Thomas is right there. You just can't see him because we had this shoot vertically. Anyways, um, we appreciate you guys for tuning in. Um, I, I know we didn't get all the questions answered. At the end of the day, look, we tried to address some of the the, the real hot topics that um, you know um, an individual just ha- had questions. The, the person that we had scheduled to come on. For those of you guys that didn't hear the beginning, because you said there was no audio. So what happened was we had somebody that that was making a lot of claims. Uh, making a lot of um, noise, just a lot of noise, misinformation, noise, misinformation. Spread, spreading a lot of misinformation, maybe some confusion on his part. I, I, I don't know. Um, he admitted to to come on, or I mean, excuse me, not, he uh, agreed to come on. He, he said he was up for the the debate, and then kind of backtracked from there. The next couple days, um, finally, uh, just saying at the end that he he, won't, he couldn't do it. Um, I, I appreciate. Uh, Mark for even stepping up and doing what he did. He, he doesn't have to do that. I know that some leaders take the position where they say, hey, I, I'm a, above everybody. I don't need to answer the little guys. Mark has answered those um, fucking really peasants. Done, done his best to... Um, He's gone above and beyond. Yeah, to, to answer the questions, the tough questions sometimes. And if you have questions, uh, I'll tell you guys on, on Instagram. Follow us on Instagram. Send us a message. Uh, follow us on YouTube, uh, our email. Uh, OCST.000 at gmail. So you can send us an email, questions. If you have more questions, send them to me. We'll, you know, we'll have Mark on again, or, or I'll ask him and, and give you guys the answer. I mean, hell, he gave everyone his, his phone number. Yeah, so you, can, you, you can you call, call Mark. Mark, the Western <laughs> Region Vice President, directly and ask him questions. Yeah. So we appreciate you for tuning in. We're going to end the live now. Um, we're still going to shoot uh, our, our normal show. Um, so hopefully you guys tune in. We release every Friday. For those of you guys that don't know, we release every Friday on YouTube and Spotify. Um, I think that's it, right? That's it. Like, share, subscribe. Thanks, Thank you, everybody. Boom. That was it.
Wow. Yeah, when you're there, when you're there live and you're you're helping out, I I couldn't really pay attention. I just wanted to make sure I got the audio right because uh, the equipment we had didn't work. Well, I could have got it to work. I, everything was last second. Uh, it is what it is, but I think you guys get the point. I think you guys heard it. I, I made sure the the quality was good enough for you guys here. I can hear it right here. I was listening it with you guys. Uh, that's my actually sec yeah my second time listening to it, but yeah I like this is the thing man. The guy I loved it how he kept saying we we we. Because he includes himself, he's negotiating not for just the members only. He's negotiating for himself because if he were ever to lose an election or you know get let go, whatever could happen, right? He goes back to UPS and he goes under that contract. Okay, so I really liked how he, how uh, Mark did that. He also explained uh, why others have more in their pension. I really like that because everyone's why they get more, why they get more. The fact that he explained how more money came from the last contract because that money was sitting there and. And talk, listen, man, I'm not a mathematician, dude, but I understood what he was saying. It, it makes sense. Okay. And that's the reason why I wanted to put this on my show. And, and thank you. Shout out to Off the Clock Shop Top again for allowing me to use this audio clip because uh, it explains a lot, especially of everything I've researched. Um, it, it makes sense. Okay. One thing I don't like is when people call people sellouts. There's people that I know personally that have served on this committee, past committee, that were out there uh, flying out to Washington, D.C. Uh, and negotiating certain certain things of the contract. And one thing that pisses me off, and I know it hurts them, is when you call them sellouts. So when you say these, these things, uh, negative things about them. Everyone has had opportunity. Okay, to to step up and do something big for the union. Okay. Uh, and when people start talking shit. Hey, guess what? You have the opportunity. You had an opportunity to show up, show up on the show. It explain, it, explain yourself. It, he, he is right here. Explain it at all. I've listened to both sides. I've done my research, too. But one thing I don't like is when people, if if you don't agree with them, all of a sudden, oh, you're a fucking idiot. You're a sellout. You're this. You're that. And then if if you you agree with them, you know, then it's like, hey, we well, we need you to do this. We need you to do that. No. Listen. People are talking about, oh, they're getting more in the East. You know, fuck, you know, I go, well, dude, you know, they, they're not, they, their pension ain't as strong as ours. We're Teamsters, right? We're Teamsters. We got to take care of each other. What's the saying they say all the time? Uh, hurting one is hurting us all. I probably fucked that one up. Uh, well, They've been hurting the mid. They've been hurting in, in the east. Their pensions ain't as strong as the West Coast Conference. Not even close. 
So even if their pensions are, are grown, Davidson just gave his explanation of why why it is is a lot more. Doesn't mean it took away from us. But when people tell me, oh, fuck them, I want mine, fuck them, I want mine, then don't get mad at me when I decide to say I'm going to get what's mine. Right? He just said, we go on strike. 340,000 Americans, not just, or UPS is not just them, but their families. Okay? And I've had to learn this from my experience of being in the hospital with fucking heart failure. With myocarditis could have been for COVID could have been for the vaccine could have been just, you know, my, my lifestyle. I don't, I, you know, I, I'm not going to argue about any of that. It's done with. I'm going back to work September 1st. I'm making my, my charge back, but I've learned cause I've never had to go to the, been in the hospital. I've never had to use my insurance for medical. I did it for my kids for physicals, the dentist, eye doctor, but when I got that bill, man, and I had the best service, uh, the best health care ever, it was like fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000. I think it was more to have me in uh, intensive care, uh, the heart the heart level. I think it was like level three or whatever. It's for people that have heart failure or heart problems. They have their own floors. And I had the best, everything, all the new gadgets, everything. I've never been in the hospital. It was weird. I got that bill. I still still getting bills, dude. The whole thing's probably gonna cost a hundred grand. And so now I, I yeah, I'm on fucking medication. I, does it suck? Fuck yeah, it sucks. I'm 43 years old. Been healthy as an ox, dude. Used to be able to run a fucking four four. Now I probably run a fucking eight four. But I've seen. What type of medical we've had? I put it to use, man. I haven't had to pay a fucking dime, maybe ten bucks for a copayment, and they still look at me like, "Is this is this correct?" So when we talk about we're we're fucking voting it down, we're gonna do, we're gonna hit the fucking pavement. Listen, dog, if that's what you want to do, fucking vote no. But really deep down, know that if we do, you're being held accountable. For not just 340,000 Teamsters, but for their family members who rely on the medical insurance that we have. Best insurance money can buy. Best insurance in the fucking, I would say, in the world. And you're going to get that cut off because you're complaining about fucking pennies in the dollar, which has clearly just been explained right now to Davison. And you're willing to risk that? Don't get mad if I vote. If I vote yes, I don't want to. I think it's a great contract. You think I want to go go on strike uh, over uh, lies and deception? They've had their they've had their uh, opportunity to come on the show. What are you scared about getting beat up? Ain't nobody beating you up. You don't need a fucking moderator. Show up. Stand your ground. You're going to get the respect. You're going to get the opportunity. And I guarantee you, none of these people will listen to it. They're still going to spew their lies. They're still going to do this, that. Listen, I don't want to lose my medical. I don't want to go on strike. I'm going to trust these guys. The fact that he had to go and explain it and give us a whole lesson on how things work like that throughout the nation, 
Who's got time to look at everybody's fucking, let me go look at the Midwest, let me go look at Jersey, let me talk to my people over here. Man, there's no, there's one nut in every building, and I think they somehow found a network, and they all got together, and now they just want to spew all this fucking bullshit, dude. You guys have the, the numbers now, you have the opportunity to come on and discuss how you feel. But, I mean, how much more do you need these guys that, that have represented us to what else you need? I need my medical now. You think I'm gonna go you think I'm gonna go over it over lies? You damn well better be sure I'm looking at every single thing and reading every single article and talking to every person and getting my own information. Because I will stand up for myself. Like Braveheart. Remember the movie Braveheart? Freedom! That's me. If I got to do it, I'll fucking hit the pavement. But I'm going to make sure I'm going to do it for the right reasons, not because somebody is, is just wants to cause a stir. You know, everyone had this opportunity to fucking step up that, that we're voting no. And you're going to go on your little little shows and you're going to just amunch yourselves and woo me, woo this. It's bullshit. Take a listen. Take a listen to Mark Davidson. Rewind it back. He explains it. Why they got more money. It wasn't that because of new contract they got more money. No. It was because of the past contract. So open your ears. Get your head out of your ass. And do your research. I've been doing research all fucking week. Even one of my friends told me. He goes, dude, you're fully in it. I go, it's either that or being at the bar. I got nothing else to do. I go back to work September 1st. I might as well... Uh, Put myself in this. Everyone has their opinions. This is my opinion. And if you can't, you know, if you can't accept that, I, I hey, if you, this is why you feel, that's the way you feel. But I want to make sure I have the facts right. And before I get out of here, let me give you some uh, facts. So we... What's going around right now is the annual pension update for 2022. This was sent out April 28, 2023. Okay. After several years, 2019, 2020, 2021 of strong returns on investments, 2022 was a downer. Okay. This is the Western Conference of Teachers Pension Trust that sent out the letter in April 28, 2023. Okay. 2022 was the worst investment year for the combination of stocks and bonds since 1937. Okay, it was a bad year. Okay, that our money goes into uh, uh, the stocks, bonds, real estate, etc. I'm not going to read the whole thing. The Western Conference portfolio was down 9.7% in 2022. However, even with that, our total assets remain over $50 billion at the end of this year. That's $50 billion for all the people. Uh, UPS is a, a part of the Western uh, Conference of Teamsters Pension Trust, right? And let me continue on. Uh, so it was minus 9.7%. Okay. Here are the positives. Uh, employee contributions decreased by 6.5%. That's because of uh, more full-time jobs. Right? And total $2.5 billion. Even more impressive than just the most recent year since 2017. Okay. Employee contribution has increased 38%. Once again, that's for 
more for the economy growing, more full time uh, drivers, which means they're putting more uh, contributions into their pension. The trust paid $3.19 billion to over 200,000 recipients. Damn, 230,000 people are retired collecting pensions. That's nice. Congratulations, man. And beneficiaries who live in all 50 states and a dozen foreign countries. Okay, so that includes uh, other things. Okay. Uh, active pers uh, participants, again, increased by over 3,000. Okay. This is the ninth year in a row we've seen participant growth. No other plan can match this. Huh. So I wonder if is it just Teamsters or is other people too? Well, that's a question. I'm going to write that down. All right. Got that. Mm. Despite the chaos in 2022, we remain the largest, fastest growing, and best funded multi-employer. Defined benefit plan in the United States. Okay, so it is multi. Uh, so, yeah, this letter was sent out. Only the first page was sent out to make it look like our pension was failing. It is not failing. This is just an update. Um, we still remained over $50 billion at the end of, the, at the end of this year. Uh, another thing I wanted to talk about before I let you guys go. Hmm. Did I take a okay? So our pension's fully funded. There's no reason to put more more into it. That's why we got a bigger raise. Okay. Does it hold on? Let me go back to sorry. Let me go back to did it say how much what's the percentage? Real quick. Okay. As of April 28th, 2023, despite the weak investment markets, our plans funded percentage improved. We are at 99.1% fully funded and have no unfunded vested benefit liability. Okay, so all right, our pension looks good. 99.1%. Ain't fucking around with that. So let's see. Well, so so we're for over we're we're for fully funded. Let's see what an older funded means. Um, let's do this real quick before I get out of here. Mm, understanding of an overfunded pension plan, right? A pension plan is a type of defined benefit plan in which employers contribute money on behalf of their employers based on a formula. That considers the employee salary and length of employment. The funds in many pensions are invested in individual securities, such as stocks and basket of securities, such as mutual funds. Many pensions are also invested in bonds, which are debt instruments that typically pay entrance payments during the life of the bond. A defined benefit plan guarantees a specific benefit or payout upon retirement. The employer may opt for a fixed benefit or one calculated according to a formula that factors in years of service, age, and average salary. For UPSers, it's maxing out of our hours, 2080, plus age and years of service. The benefits, though, of an overfight pension plan, though, the funding level of a pension plan is an indication of the health and plan 
that listen, this is the this is the definition, right, of the overfunded. What you're saying that we're we're in the balance of being overfunded. We're at ninety nine point one percent. Right. So the benefits of an overfunded pension plan, the funding level of a pension plan is an indication of health of a plan and the likelihood that a company will be able to pay the monthly retirement benefits when employees retire. If a pension plan, excuse me, if a pension plan is more than 100% funded, it's an overfunded plan, and that's a good thing for beneficiaries. It means the company has already saved more than enough money to pay projected retirement benefits for the current and retirees. A well-funded or overfunded pension plan can provide peace of mind for employees that their monthly retirement benefits should be there in their golden years. And this is my research. This is what I, I pulled up and I wanted to read it to you guys. Let me see. I don't want to talk too fucking long. Just trying to give you the. So. You go back to this. We're 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 close to overfunded. All right. That's why we're not getting that. We're, we're still putting in uh, the same amount we've been putting in for many years. Let me give you the numbers of over underfunded. The funding level of a pension plan is an indication of the health plan and the likelihood that the company will be able to pay the monthly retirement benefits when employees retire. If a pension plan is more than 100% funded, it, it's an overfunded plan. That's a good thing for beneficiaries. It means the company has already saved more than enough money to pay projected retirement benefits for current workers and retirees. I already said that. So, thus saying that. And how did I lose my spot? It's under, I know it's under 80% underfunded. Hmm. That? Give me a second. Yeah. Did I underfunded? There we go. I want to make sure I give you the right numbers. Hmm. I know it's underfunded is under uh, 80% is when it's the definition of being underfunded is 80%. I just like to double check. But I'm pretty sure because I've been looking at this over is 80 underfunded is 80% and we're at 99%. There it is. Uh, a plan is considered a risk for a plan year if the funding target attainment percentage for the preceding plan year is less than 80% and for the preceding year 70%. So for well-funded and I want to read one more thing. This is one more thing for I get over. I know I'm fucking rag ragged on uh, real quick. How pension plan Benefits are estimated. Okay, I know people are confused of uh, the more money put in, the more money you're going to get back. Uh, this isn't a savings account. 
Okay, so I want to read this to you guys. This is my research that I put together that to explain on top of it how a pension plan works. Because I think most people think that the more money hourly you get in, you're going to get back. Uh, so l let me read this. Estimating the amount of money a company will need to pay its pension obligation is not a simple undertaking. An actuary is a professional that uses mathematical and statistical analysis to measure risk and financial obligations for companies in the future. Actuaries create mathematical models to try and predict how long employees and their spouses will live, future salary growth, and what age employees will retire, and the amount of money a company will earn from investing its pension savings. The resulting estimate is the amount of money the company should have saved in the pension fund. Actuaries calculate the amount of contributions a company must pay into a pension. Based on the benefits the participants receive or are promised and the estimated growth of the plan's investments, these contributions are tax deductible to the employer. How much money the plan ends up with at the end of the year depends on the amount they paid out to participants and the investment growth that was earned on the money. As such, shifts in the market can cause a fund to be either underfunded or overfunded. In some cases, defined benefit plans can become overfunded in the hundreds of thousands or even millions of dollars. Regret uh, regrettably, overfunding is of no use while in the plan. Beyond the sense of security, it may provide beneficiaries. An overfunded pension plan will not result in increased participant benefits and cannot be used by the business or its owners. Let me read that again. An overfunded pension plan will not result in increased participant benefits and cannot be used by the business or its owners. So saying all this, adding more money to our pensions hourly won't increase our pension when we retire. Just, uh, it's not a savings account, right? The West has collectively enough water in the well to last us for generations. There is no reason to add water. That's why we got big raises. The extra money went to our raises, like I said, and sorts. So, we also understand that we own this pension. UPS has no stake in our investments. They don't run it or have access to the funds. They just give us the money and we invest it ourselves. Okay? We have complete power of our Western Conference pension. And hopefully you guys understood what I just read. Because, yeah, I had to read that a couple hundred times. So hopefully it was, it was quick enough. If, like, listen, man, if you guys got questions... You want to be on the show, you can hit me up, man, because I'm, I'm not going to text and try to argue with people texting. I'm not going to try to talk on the phone. Uh, I think the best way, man, is to come on the show. You guys, everyone has opportunities. Okay? Hit me up at the Raider and the Saint at Outlook.com if you want to be a guest or you have suggestions of something you want to talk about on the show. That's the Raider Saint at Outlook.com. That is the Raider Saint at Outlook.com. Once again, I'm sorry for uh, blabbing on, uh, but this is my research. You know, ho I hope you guys understood what I read. Sorry if I fucked it up, but listen, man, I'm not a negotiator. Uh, you know, I'm still learning too. I'm still learning how the pension works, even though uh, I've been at the company for 25 years. But when you get older, you start focusing 
on the future, your retirement, you know, how, how things work. And so uh, all this uh, bullshit being said on the Internet, uh, I tip my hat off to Off the Clock Shop Top, uh, Mark Davison for uh, extending uh, the invitation to come in and have a discussion of how they were crooks and how they they're thieves and everyone. It's it's a big movie scene. Uh, feel like I'm I'm watching The Irishman or something. But once again, man, I want to thank all my listeners from around the world that tune in every week to the Raider Saint podcast. Uh, I love you guys, man. And listen, man. Every everyone have. Do your due diligence. Do your research. Don't listen to one person or or whatever, dude. Do your own research, okay? And and understand uh, what's been going on. I mean, I really don't know how much to say, man. I'm just going to get the fuck out of here, dude. All right? I love you guys, man. Be good, all right? Peace.